Welcome to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast, where we mix business, law of attraction, spirituality, and well-being with great guests and phenomenal stories. You'll hear hints, tips, and up-to-the-minute information on digital communication from an expert in her field. Pearl has some wonderful individuals in her networks, and she will be interviewing them all at some point in the future. Enjoy your listening. Well, hello and welcome to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast. And today I'm doing another wonderful episode in the International Women's Day series. I'm doing them throughout the month of March. And today I'm speaking to such a special lady, known her for a while, watched her soar. She is so, so empowering, so inspirational and It's just going to be wonderful to have this lovely lady speaking to us today. Now, today I'm speaking to Josephine. Sorry, bear with me. I lost it. I'm speaking to Josephine Sandra Calagira. I did get that right, didn't I? Oh, yes, you have. Yeah. So welcome, Josephine. It's so wonderful to have you as a guest today. Thank you for having me, Pearl. Now, what I'm going to do, because this whole project about International Women's Day started with one simple post on Facebook, and it's now 70 plus women that are being involved that are coming forward to be interviewed and everything. So I go back to Facebook for each and every one of my guests, and I'm going to give you just a highlight of Josephine's profile. Josephine helps struggling, unhappy mums in business become happier, empowered and resilient. And that's just a tiny little bit of what she does because she, like I say, she's so inspirational. But that is where I then turn to you, Josephine. Would you share your story, your career path? Because it is so inspirational. I'd love you to share it to inspire others that can listen to this episode. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Carl. So um, thank you, everyone who is listening to us. Really, really appreciate to be on this um, show. Uh, it means a lot to me. And it's very personal. It just came in right handy. And um, my name is Josephine Sandra Kalagera, and I am a setback to comeback coach. I'm a speaker. I'm a proud mother. And um I'm a published author as well. So I've written two books uh, from last year. And uh, I'm just going strength to strength. And I'll be sharing more about what inspired me to do that. And what I do is, again, I help people who are struggling, especially parents in business mainly, who are unhappy, who feel that they need to be heard, need to be supported, and need to be accepted without feeling judged. And that is coming back from my personal story. And to take you back before going into my story, I in I I had my wonderful son in 2012. And when I had him, it took me like literally a week to name him. And I couldn't find a perfect name. You know, like when you write all the names, um, first you fall pregnant and you're like, you know, you've got all these names, female, male, then you don't know who that is. Then I found out, then I was had all these names. Then I found out I was having a boy, so I wrote all these names. And then time came and I gave back to him. And I could, any of the names that I had, none of them fitted him. <laughs> So basically, it took me a week to find out what name to name him. But again, we got there and I named him Jaden. And Jaden means that God has heard because I wanted to have him so badly and it took me some time to have him. So um, I had him in January. And from that moment, I said I needed to do something for myself. I just could not raise him up and feel that I have not done anything in my power. I always wanted him to make me, I wanted me to make him proud. And that is when everything was putting on hold, I had to stop. I'm like, no, I'm not holding anymore. I've got to do something and I've got to do something more. So in 
September, I went to the university, one of the local universities, and applied and went there with him and looking him like that in a prom. And I said, I wanted to join the university. They said, what do you want to do? I said, I wanted to be um, um, nursing or social work. It's because I was coming from a background of social work, social um, social work side of things. So I wanted to do something along with that. And that was because everyone else was doing that. Um, but again, I went down and they say, oh, Jasmine, you just can't do that because you can do it, but you need to go back to a foundation. And I said, no, that is, I was about, 20A, and I'm like, no, I'm not going back to do that. So, anyways, they look through my paperwork. Luckily, in my head, I intuitively thought that one day I'll become self-employed. So I was online and did a business management certificate that helped me how to manage stress, how to manage time management, how to do all these things, business management. And as the lecturer was looking through all the stuff, they said, Oh. This is quite recent. When did you do this? Why did you do it? And I explained. They said, are you open for an interview now for the head of department to come and help you with it? I said, yeah, I'm here. I'm happy to do it. I, I went in thinking that I'll do it next year. Yeah. But they gave it to me at that time. Had an interview and... Um, they said, where are you going to put the baby? What are you? They asked me so many questions that I was just, I freely answered. And then they said, well, you have got the place. If you can have somewhere, you can take your child. All the students have started last week. And that was on a Wednesday. So I had to instantly think, what am I going to do? I've not been to the university before. I only had my A-level, so I had never been in the university. And I had to say, when am I going to take my baby? I didn't have any money, I didn't have any student finance. Having been on maternity leave for that time, everything was so bad. But anyway, I managed to find something out. And since then, that is how my journey started. Went into the university. I had no well, although I come from a home of entrepreneurship, uh, entrepreneurs, um, I had never been in a place whereby I am going to be, you know, in an office and start doing what I'm doing. But I was like, you know what, I'm going to take this on. I took every opportunity that there was at the university from the careers team. From um, I, That is when I got to find out that I was really struggling and I was dyslexic and it was, I was really, really struggling and English not being my first language, it was really hard for me. But anyway, I did that and um, um, I got all the support. I became a, a university ambassador and upon finish, I did all the internships, everything that came around, I was like, yeah, I'll give this a go to build my self-confidence, to get all those employability skills. And they really, really helped me. From the time I finished uni in 2015, I was employed by the same university. And it was just quite quite magnificent that I was able to, to do that before everyone else finished uni, I was already employed. And I was in that job, I finished it with a degree in business management and HR. Then I, as I was growing more and more, I uh, I was able to organize the 2015 um, uh, graduation ceremonies of over 1,400 people. And that's when I met Eddie Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> so I can still tell myself, I'm like, I'm an Ed Sheeran. But yeah, so that was the journey. Time came and I had to move on to walk into the role that I trained at the, at the university. I worked with an insurance company and... Um, that is um, the role I took on as a single parent. Um, it wouldn't allow me to be full-time and be full-time for my son as well. And I had to struggle so much to get through all of the things that I had like to juggle as a parent, as a student, as working. Um, it was really hard for me. So I took on part-time work. And the part-time job that I chose to take was someone's maternity cover. And when they chose to come back, they said, sorry, Josephine, we haven't got anything. You let down the full-time job. You have got to, uh, is coming to an end because someone is shown interest to come back. 
Well, that was me because I always love collaborating. I love networking with so many other people. I reached out to all the networks of wonderful ladies from the university and the careers team, from different organizations, and I told them, this is my situation. I'm actively now looking for employment. This is my end date in my job. And that time, someone reached out to me, and she said, I've got a perfect job for me about for you and I said what is it where is it and that was in Chelmsford somewhere about now nearly an hour away from where I live and um yeah that's how I I said yeah I'll go check the job out I went for an interview I knew that was the perfect job for me right from the start I got the job before I even went came back home because it felt like so natural but Two months into that job, this is when everything started to get, went like crazy. And uh, this is when now my story begins. But I had so, I was happy. I knew that was the perfect job for me to get into my career, to start planning ahead of time. But I never thought that what happened to me after two months into the job, all the conversations I was having with my manager and the progress and the all the stuff that I was getting uh, came to an end. Two months into the job, I had a physical injury, like I had an accident. And that really, only now that uh, I have been supported by so many other people like you, Paul, that now I am able to talk about it, but I could not talk about it a few months back. And um, that injury, uh, I I could not drive to work anymore. Yeah. I could not, I lost myself after that because I couldn't get back to work. It was an hour away, I could not drive. I was, I, I was a single parent and uh, it was really, frustrating that I had just been to the university after everything I've been through. And um, and now this has happened two months in, I'm just getting diving into my role and now this happens. So eventually lost the job. My money started going really down, all my son's savings, uh, my savings, being so proud that uh, with a lot of pride that I'm not gonna ask for help, I'm gonna be better that took over and um, I nearly went bankrupt out of that and I started to live on food banks. My son started to struggle and suffer. And um, he, at that point, he, when I started to seek help, that is how I found out he was a young carer. He was about five years of age. He's now nine. He was five years of age at that point in time. And for me, because I wasn't physically able to look after him and I could not express myself in a way that best defined me and having to have the strong medication and medical experts saying that you can't actually cope, we need to do something about this. So they were most worried. So because I did not have a job to get back to and I could hear my son being going away, I was like, no, this is it. Then my depression kicked in and I wanted to take my life. Well, I tried a few times, but the third time, that is when I got resuscitated at the hospital. I remember someone was called and they they thought I would not make it, but it was because of the voices I was hearing and all the things that I did not want to happen to me. I had lost myself, my sense of humor. I used to be called sunshine at school. I mean, at work, and that sunshine had just blacked out. And if someone said sunshine, I would literally just feel like, no. It's not sunshine anymore. I got humiliated with so many other people. I lost a lot of friends. And I remember one time um, someone was going, someone who, a friend who was having a wedding um, rang me and they said, how are you? Um, uh, I said, uh, yeah, I'm okay. They said, oh, you just get on with it. You will be just fine. And they said, we have a wedding, but um, if you're still using your crutches, at that time I was using crutches, please don't show up uh, on a wedding when you're still on crutches because you'll ruin our pictures. Oh. And I was like, oh, what? 
wow and my depression was really then i was like this is now started to kick in every time i wanted to reach out i could hear different people that I thought i believed in that I thought would be there for me would stand tall but they said no you're just psychotic no one will ever believe you anyway just get on with it so hearing all these things from someone who had worked so hard to be where i was and now this is me my son's education started going so down i became so sad so unhappy no empowered at all and my resilience to get through things as a parent uh, i i thought i'm never ever gonna make it but um in that moment as i was trying to make ends meet I had another injury and uh, <laughs> another car crashed into someone else while I was in and because of what I was going through that affected me really heavily because I couldn't drive I could rely on other people then that also brought another impact on my life I couldn't travel anywhere I could like literally if someone came close to me I would just scream like literally scream and be like I couldn't cope. So this is when I couldn't take my son to school. I could rely on someone person that uh could be there for me or some parents and I did not live close to the school at all. So it was really difficult for me. And this is when my depression and anxiety and panic attacks all these different diagnoses were brought in and I was losing myself. and i was like you know what i'm going to do this i'm going to keep doing this and my son was helping me i was walking on my elbows on my knees i was so bruised and uh, I, i could hear ringtones i could see myself seriously into a different picture and oh i did not want to live at all so as i was trying to make ends meet I'm like I'm going to try and drag myself out do this then I stopped my son wasn't having being a child again he started to be a young carer doing all the things at home trying to eat all this kind of foods and um one time I was trying to go out to go pick him up from a taxi and I just slipped and fell that was last uh, 2007 19 in december i had another massive fall and that massive fall hit my leg my my hand and hit because my hand i was walking on crutches with a full cast on my hand twisted and then bang my head and this is when everything started so that was me now losing my mobility my hand i could not use crutches anymore and uh i did not want to believe that i was going through so much i wanted to pretend i wanted to smile but deep down i was internally bleeding and that's how i became wheelchair bound and it was so hard for me that i literally needed to seek help but i didn't know where to turn for help because everyone had a different opinion i wanted my leg to be amputated because um I felt like I had this so much pain and so much medication that you know make any sense to me and the doctors had different like you go to the doctors it's only 5 minutes by the time you get in you are not given enough time to express yourself they'll give you another prescription they'll give you another sick note and then you have to do this do that and I'm like, I'm not used to this kind of thing can someone please listen to me I am internally bleeding. I am wounded. I've got these things and people were like, "Oh no, you you've got this reputation of like trying to, you know, suicide or now that comes in." And my son maybe was being going to be taken away. And I could not believe that. So during that time, I remember I could not come out of one room and my son was now being taken by someone else. to school and i had to take a leap of faith and i'm like i told the school i am really struggling i can't do this they got to know more but the school was very very supportive and um they got to know about everything and they started to help my son and taking him to school um that helped a lot and then lockdown kicked in and when it kicked in the first time 
I was like, because I could not go anywhere, literally I could just be indoors. I remember being indoors for at least four months before the lockdown, like three, four months before lockdown. And um, when it kicked in, I was quite lucky that then the kids did not go to school. So I did not have to worry about my son going to school. So he could be indoors. And at that minute, um, I started hearing people calling me. And they said, Josephine, how did you cope? That was the first few, few weeks of, uh, after one week of COVID, um, first lockdown, they called me, Josephine, how did you do this? How did you cope? How did you manage to go through all this for all these years? And I'm like, oh, so now people are seeing what I was saying. I always wanted, I was this party butterfly. I wanted to go out. I wanted all these nice things, go shopping. And I was never able to do that because I could not mobilize. It was really difficult and I could not take my son anywhere to play. And now this lockdown is inviting people to, to me. And they asked me certain questions. And after that time, they, I would tell them what I did, how I've managed and that kind of lifted my spirit up. Yeah. It lifted me up. It intuitively, I was listening to different, tuning in on Facebook, maybe posting one thing after another. And I think one time I came off Facebook and stuff like that. But again, I started to go back on, on Facebook to start connect with other people, to start to listen to other people because I was getting these inquiries from people. How did you manage? How did you cope? We get what you were talking about. We get what you've been through and we're just going crazy. And I was able to answer certain things. I was getting some feedback. Day one, day two. Then I started, there was a charity organization. This is why I'm very passionate about uh, charity organizations that do uh, go outside the base to provide food for the uh, the needy people. Um, they, I, I was supported by one uh, organization where I live, and um, I was in the press because then I was starting. When I saw that I was being supported, and I saw a difference in myself, and I saw a difference that I was making to other people through the feedback I was given, and now. I was like, I need to start writing this down. Then I started writing things down. I started writing things down. The pages built up, built up. So at that minute, I could see that now I'm getting a bit of more help from the external people, the people that really understood me. I started to get the doctors on board to support me a bit more. And of course, with the staff, with social workers. And... um, I started writing down. One time I scrolled through Facebook and I saw someone, have you ever considered about writing a book? And a book? I'm like, you know, you could do this, you could do that. Then I had this over, I think it was 50 pages long that I'd written. And all of a sudden I was like, I'm going to try and, and swift it around, see how I can make a book. Yeah. And this is when, because of what I was getting, I was feeling more happier in myself. Yeah. I was feeling more empowered. And I felt like I need to get through this. This is when my resilience started to come in. Yeah. And I started to think, who do I need to help people? Who do I help? And then I started to struggle with who do I help? How do I help with them? How am I going to help with them? But the things that I did not want to explore myself were the things that when I actually explored them and implemented them, they made that the impact in my life that I'm now able to talk about this, to share confidently and show up day in, day out to the point that I'm now being interviewed here or talk about um, what I have gone through. And I was able to write my book, published it uh, in August last year. And it was, it was the best thing ever. I, I was like holding on to this I did not want anyone to talk me out of it because I thought when I was writing it, I never thought that I would be alive. That is what I had in mind. I thought that if I write these things out, 
if they ever find it, because my son had a password, then he'll be able to read through it. This is all the plans that I had. So just write it the way it was. I didn't want anyone to change it to the point that when I actually gave it to someone to proofread it for me, I didn't want her to change anything because I wanted it to be exactly how I downloaded it. Yeah. And uh, it, it was like, just take it out and the feedback when when it go out i didn't want to release it because i was so scared people are gonna read about me um i really it was published how it was published i didn't even promote it that much um i was just talking about it and i just wanted it was like a self-healing book for me that once i released it and people started to receive it and giving me some encouraging feedback and they're like, oh, Josephine, you are strong. Well done for doing this. Now I've inspired so many other people to write their first books. One person has actually published their second, their first book and they said it would never have been possible had it not been you. And other people are on their journeys to do that. And for me, it empowers me that I've been able to do that. So it wasn't long after that that I collaborated with other women that I published my second book again through a collaboration and uh, that got me more out of that and I felt that sense of peace like that sense of kind of inner healing well it did not take away all my physical disability pain and all the emotional distress but it has helped me to balance so that I can help other people in the same situation who want to be more, but they are kind of struggling because sometimes we be ourselves and think like, I'm not a good parent. I'm never going to make it. Someone has told me this and that, and maybe I'll never make it. Maybe English, some people be like, no, you'll never do it. English is not your first language. You can't do that. No one will ever listen to you. And I'm like, actually, no, I've got to take ownership. I had to make changes in my life to be the best version of myself. I wanted to find my biggest why because no matter what everyone else said, I had to find my why, which my why was my son. I had to struggle through it. I had to make sure that you know my boy deserves a mommy that always thought for him before everything else happened. And I knew whatever's happened, I can't erase it away, but I can just, you know, it's all lessons. It's all what has not killed me, has just made me actually stronger to empower other women. It's the Women's International Women's Day, and we all here laughing about it. Never would I have thought that I'll be able to smile ever again, because I'm someone who smiles, but I was bleeding eternally, broken into pieces. And I managed to come up with a system, which system I did not want before because I didn't know who I wanted to help. I didn't want to tap into my inner self. But I changed it around and I said, what are the things that I have done to get me to where I am? Because every day I'm getting queries, every day I'm being told how amazing I am, how, how I've inspired someone, how someone could reach out. And I'm thinking, wow, I'm making an impact here. So what have I done? Then I started to write things down to do my own proven signature system that I now help other people to, to take them, them through a setback to come back. This is where my setback to come back comes in. And some people I've spoken to, I've said, oh, just when I haven't got a setback, no, I don't think it's a setback. But once you actually get to explore what setback is, is that thing about the being uncomfortable, being from that sense of not well-being like you're so uncomfortable you were somewhere you had goals you have a vision you had so much things that you wanted to achieve and now you're not there because something has happened to you well for me was the accidents that i have had other people said it was a curse i was unfortunate that, that all of that happened and somehow i believed it but now it was a blessing in this guys that is now a blessing that I'm now using to inspire the people. And, and for me, I've been able to come back from that setback to come back, but you can't say I've come back because it's a learning progress. I'm learning on every single day, different women, 
and now feeling like just saying thank you because of you i'm now making changes in life in my life because of you i love to come in your group when are you giving us a, a membership we love to be around you because i smile i love and only this thursday my son made me so proud because everything i've ever done was to to show my son that i have I I he's my one literally I could not bear the fact that my son would be taken away from me I could not bear the fact that I am becoming this parent that I never was I had all these things coming for me and and I saw myself that I'm not that and initially he is my my son was the person that said mom I think you need to do something about about you maybe you could do something on the computer like he kind of said in so many words do something on the computer and uh, and now i did it i wrote my first book wrote the second book and on on world's book day i was so shocked that he saved up some money he had some money. he was telling me that he needed to save up some money he needed to do some chores at home having been on uh know how living on a budget is like my son was not one of those kids that had everything we never we, we lived on food banks uh and then we didn't I could not buy we I never celebrated three years of his life I've not from five I've not celebrated him apart from you know knowing it's his birthday and then blow balloon I remember one birthday he said he wanted balloons so because he knew we didn't have any money but he has been telling me he needed to do home chores so he can raise some money he wants to do something i didn't know what it was and then um i said how much do you want he said i don't know i just want to get something and i said okay you can tidy up you can you know clear up when you finished you make your bed do this and that and then his birthday came in january someone gave him 20 pounds so that 20 pounds he wanted to use it he said he'll keep it because he's going to use it and then um he went on amazon recently went on amazon he said he wanted to do something and i said what do you want to do he said um you realize this world book day next week i'm like yeah it is world book day he said i want to buy this dress i'm like Are you buying it for he said i want to buy it because i want to have it you would you will see i said no i need to know what are you buying it for and and you can't be wasting money like that so it was 18 pounds and then i said talk to me why like we sat down and talked through all of why he was buying it eventually he said he wants to wear it on world's uh, on internet on on world's book day and i said why do you want to wear it on world's book day you were boy he said mom yes i am a boy but i am doing it because i'm i'm dressing up as you that literally nearly set me off oh. it nearly set me off he said i'm doing it for you because you're my inspiration I said oh what do you mean I said mom after everything we have been through you have always tried your hardest if you look at this you've got I've got tears that, oh, is, <laughs> that is what how he made me feel as well he said thank you mom for being the best mom ever thank you for always trying your hardest and he said that um you've done so well and i'm so proud of you and all of these years i've been dressing up as someone else and this, because you're my inspiration i'm going to dress up as you and i said but you were born he said i i know i know my boy i don't i never said i want to be a girl but i just want to be you and and i said but they they gonna bully you at school what you they will bully at school they say he said ma i'll do it over and over and over again i will not care what everyone else says or thinks all i all matters is because of you 
Oh, oh, just oh. Um, you. I said you're an inspiration. Uh, Your son is an inspiration. I mean, lucky that yes, this is on an yeah. audio because I'm crying and I've got my tissues. You are phenomenal. Your son is off the charts. What you have achieved. Yeah. You are what International Women's Day is all about. Anyone and everyone that hears this interview is you can't help but be moved. It's no one you your story you've literally you've come from almost rock bottom where you thought no can't and you've got back up, you've gone back down again, you've got back up, and you are the epitome of everything that is good in this world. You really are. You you inspire me every day. I look at your posts and I I knew there was a story there, but you had to be at the right stage to share it. And it's I am so moved. I think you're wonderful. You know, you you mean the world to me and it's just Literally, it's soaring up there. Your story is its just phenomenal. You are fantastic. You really are. Thank you, Carl. It, it could never have happened. And it could never come at the right time because I, 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 I am moved. I'm looking back now and finding a reason stronger than, bigger than myself to help so many other women, to inspire and empower them. Because if you're a parent and your kids are not happy, we are all impacted differently. And all I ever wanted or I want and wish for all women is that we, it's okay to go through all the things that we have gone through. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't, but you can't see it. You can't touch it, but you can look back. We all need support from one another, and it would never have been possible for me. Sometimes we try to be so strong. I literally had to go back from rock bottom to unlearn so that I could relearn. I had to take everything off. I had to do uh, counseling and listening skills. I had to go back and do uh, uh, confidence and well-being. I had to do um, complementary therapies where I was meant to do um, massage, reflexology and things like that. But because of my physical pain and disability, uh, that I was so limited to the point that I became, I was never, I was relying on other people to help me do other things, as well as being a parent as well. And it's so hard that people don't openly talk about this. But there's so many people that I know I was speaking to when I was, you know, going for benefits, like uh, signing up for, for all the things. You could hear what other people were talking and what other people were feeling. And wishing, I I remember going and wishing I had the power to speak to people when I listened to what other people were going through, comparing to what I was going through. I knew I'd been to the university and I knew I was knowledgeable enough. I had all these transferable skills to bring to other people, but I was struggling. When we struggle, we go out of mind. Your depression and anxiety and all the things that happen, some people, we all say, I'm so stressed, I'm so depressed, I don't even know why. There is a reason why. There is. You need to dig deep to identify that. And that is the work that I do with the ladies. You know, I've got three phases. And in that phase, I cannot go to the third phase or second phase if we have not gone through, I call my first phase shadow and I don't like sugar coating anything because yeah. it's literally digging deep, crying, feeling like you're uncovering yourself 
if you want to get better to come back from that setback. And I believe that all our setbacks are a setup for our comebacks. Yeah. And, and we have to explore to in order to accept that we've gone through. We cannot come out of it. We cannot erase what's happened to us. We cannot, I cannot even, I can't promise anyone. This is something I can't promise someone I'm going to help. I'm going to take away what you've been through. But we dig deep into it. And then we find a way of coming back from that. But we have to be real. Until when I chose to be real and true to myself, cut myself open by sharing my in things through my first book, um, how to turn your setback into a purposeful comeback. It yeah. gave me that oomph to be the person I am. And it made me feel like there's so many people, especially we, we all business people. We all moms. Some people are moms. Some people are not moms. But if you're not a mom, it doesn't mean that, you know, you can't join someone who is a mom simply because something can be compensated. Something else can compensate that child. So it could potentially be your child. But we, we aim so high where we want to get to and we forget where we are and what we're dealing with. And we just want to open up. We just don't want to fly. Like we go with, the, like sometimes we go with what other people are saying, what other people are thinking, rather than finding our inner divine soul calling from the deeper core to be ourselves, embrace what we have, embrace who we are so that we can shine brighter because I don't want to change anyone from what they believe in to do exactly what I did. I want to help people from where they're, because we're not the same. We're not, we, we're all unique in our own special ways. What you're good at, you're very good at marketing, you're very good at the digital space, you're very good at all of hosting things, bringing us uh, to talk about this. I, would, I, I, I am still learning to get to where you are. You are inspired by you. I'm inspired with all the other ladies that you have uh, interviewed. And I think, wow, powerful women in leadership. I'm so glad I never gave up. I'm so glad I got to meet um, ladies like you that you inspire me on a daily basis. But we cannot be inspired if we are not truly coming from a place of truthfulness. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I've got to cry again. You have really humbled me because you, you are the inspiration and your story, it's, I mean, to any of the listeners, it is, now this shows you just how determination, hard work, having that dream, that goal and knowing deep within you what it is that you want to share. And it's, a lot of these um, interviews, people have used the word authentic and you've shown, you've stood up and shown your authentic self. And I think this story, this interview this afternoon is going to stay with me for the rest of my life. You have, you have such a fantastic way about you. You help everyone. And you truly are fantastic, Josephine. You really, really are. You mean so much to me. And it is such a delight to be able to share your story to empower anyone else who is listening. And I didn't expect to cry. Oh, but you are, you are fantastic. Do you know that? What are you? Well, fantastic people see fantastic people. We vibrate the same. So it's mutual. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's just that. And for me, finding that reason why, it's that why that compels you to be who you are. We struggle. We get face challenges. But sometimes you just want to sweep them under the carpet. Be like, oh, I'll deal with it. I'll be all right. You might think it's just the tiniest thing. But that tiniest is the blockage. It's the one that needs to be ironed out. Yeah. We want to show up as we are from a place of not feeling like, I can't say this. What will they think? What will they say? 
then when you start to feel like that, you know you are in a place of not truthfulness. Mm-hmm. When I've shared myself, when I've opened up to be vulnerable, I call myself a vulnerable template for the silent majority because yeah. I want to help so many people to show up, to come up, to face it, you know. It, because if you don't face it, you will not, you will still be in the set bar. You will still feel envious about other women who are making it happen. It's so hard work. Nothing happens. People want to help. People want to support. Even I do. If you, we do not pull our socks up, make the effort, have the courage, connect with the right amount, the right people who inspires us, then we can bleed internally forever. And this is something that I am deeply passionate about, that I don't want to see any fellow woman, parent or not parent, to struggle. We struggle in business. You you struggle, you know, with all the other challenges. But you're like, I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know why I'm not getting support from other people. But if you can't, if you're not coming from a place of truthfulness, there's some alignment that needs to be in place. Like you're very good at law of attraction. Um, <laughs> so it's just you you attract what you think, what you feel. This is why I actually went to do neurolinguistic programming. It's something that helped me. Because yeah. we help by you, someone else has to help themselves by showing up, listening to the podcasts, sharing it if you've heard it, because it's not good to keep it to yourself. The more I share, the more I heal, the more other people get to hear from me. And the more we all get to feel smiling. Like my son is happy. I'm a place of uh, thankfulness and gratitude because I'm not where I want to be. I'm not where I would love to be. But I'm at least I'm a place whereby as a parent, I know my son is happy. My son is so proud of me then I am also speaking from a place of truthfulness. Sometimes we think our children or people around us don't see it, don't acknowledge us, or are not impacted. You might think you're the only one dealing with it. Not everyone knows how to deal with what we're going through. Some people, like for me, if I see someone ill, I might run a mile. But there are some people who have been there for me. Yeah. And they stood them like, how have they done it? And I'm just thinking, if they ever go ill, I don't want to, I don't know, I don't know what I'll do with them because I am attached with that. That is an area of me that I need to work on, but it scares me. Yeah. So, but this is the vulnerability of identifying who we are as people, what are our strengths and our weaknesses, what we need to work on as strong women in leadership so that we give the best out of other people from a place of wanting to, you know, get, be paid for what we do as well as helping other people from a place of, 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 of duty, of care. Yeah. And, and for me, that is what, my divine calling tells me, and uh, I will do it over and over. I will just repeat what my son said. I'll do it over and over again with or without uh, feeling like, you know, either for the monetary terms, we love the money, we love them, the, the financial side of things, but I'll do it over and over again because people will say there is a family I was working with, a family, a child, then I worked with a, a the whole family, six yeah. of the families. But yeah. because it was through recommendation after seeing someone getting the transformation that after two years, they hadn't received. They had spent a lot of money. Yeah. And and for me, getting that transformation for the people, it, I just can't compete with that. I just, it just mm-hmm. gives my divine calling to say that actually it's the International Women's Day and I'm so glad to be interviewed for this. And I hope someone out there who is listening to this will be able to pick something to, to not feel they're alone when they're lonely, to know that they can seek for help, to know that everyone has dealt with something, but they've learned how to, to deal with it. They've learned how to come out of it stronger than ever before. And there are people who will support you regardless but you need to sh- to to take action as well um, oh 
Oh, this message you have is just so, so special. And we're coming to the end of the interview and it just, it almost feels redundant, the last question I'm going to ask, because you have inspired so much. Where we've done these interviews for International Women's Day, where we can inspire, I mean, you've inspired me, you've brought me to tears, tears of joy to see what you have achieved. Now, International Women's Day, every year it has a different theme. And this year, the theme they've chosen is Choose to Challenge. Josephine, what does Choose to Challenge mean to you? I mean, your story is just so mind-blowing anyway. It seems silly to ask that question, but what does Choose to Challenge mean to you? Thanks, Bob. So what uh, Choose to Challenge means to me that regardless of what we are going through, regardless of what we're struggling with, all the difficult times, all the things that we are going through cannot define us or our destinies if we do not allow it. We need to come from, we, things happen to us, but we need to come out of it. You challenge it. You don't allow to be stressed. I chose, I challenged my own self by saying, I've been to the university. I've gone through all the things. I want. I I wanted to end my life a number of times. My son nearly got taken away. I challenged myself that I was. I was immobile, and I was like, "Well, if a wheelchair is going to support me to be more mobile and feel happy in myself, as I'm working on that, I'm challenging to get on it and then support me so that I can support other people." To feel like my voice is being heard. I've challenged myself to not stay in that dark place, that shadow place. I am now in the sunshine phase, which is my last phase of when when people finish to work with me, they they're in the shine phase, and I'm always known as sunshine. They said back to come back with. Oh, this is absolutely, absolutely wonderful. <laughs> Thank you so much, special lady. And you have such a fantastic gift. You have so much knowledge to share. I'm going to ask you now, I know we've talked about this before, but will you please come back as a regular guest to share your pearls of wisdom, your golden nuggets of how you cope, how you are achieving these wondrous things? Would you please share them with us on a regular basis? It will be an honor, Paul. Thank you so very much. I'm definitely, I'll do it to five o'clock. I'll do it. I'm ready now. Yeah. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'd love to. That would be an absolute honor. That is wonderful. We will get some things in the diary and I'll make a point that you will be a guest at least once a month so we can just listen to the inspiration and just... I just want to say a massive, massive thank you because you will have inspired every single person that listens to this interview. You are phenomenal. You really are. Thank you so much, Josephine. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I really do appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast. We hope you have enjoyed the content shared. Please share with others who would like to enjoy these interviews and discussions. If you would like to support the podcast, please follow the link in the episode description. If you want to be a guest on the show, reach out and let's discuss next steps. Until the next time, enjoy your listening.